0: Essentially, it's got to a point where you've got two choices. You can be a good person and thick, you know, or strategic, you know, but put that aside, huh? or a bad person and bright. Yeah. I suspect I'm the former, uh, but I'm going to do my best to bluff people into thinking I'm the latter. <laughs> But for now, I would like to, you know, for reasons already stated in this episode, uh, come out as a racist here and now, yeah, in this episode. You know, much like, much in the same way as in a previous episode, I came out as uh, gay. On one occasion, that gave someone a shock. <laughs> he rang me. <laughs> and I said, Did you listen to the episode right the way through? He said, No. I <laughs> sort of, you know, dropped my phone when I heard that. I didn't know you were gay. And I said, Well, you know, I'll... well, I'm not, you know, but I said I was, you know, for fun. <laughs> yeah, this is art. You know, you're so full of shit, Charlie. The Euroskins bad, but, you know. um, I don't think people of colour have um, so few brains (laughs) as to do anything so stupid. Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: It's brilliant. Um, I actually suspect um, a cunning plan. uh, Now, um, I I think that this is strategic you know I think John Cleese is rubbing his hands uh, gleefully you know because yeah you know, this is going to activate the euros uh, to you know not stop all this nonsense you know, to fight back um, I was actually thinking this a couple of days ago that um, the harder the um the Uh, what do they call them these days, the woke set? The harder they go for it, you know, I was almost suggesting they should, you know, we should let them knock over Captain Cork, knock over all the statues of George Washington and all that sort of stuff, you know. Just let them go mad, you know, knock over statues of Queen Victoria and Churchill and all of them, you know. Just let them go nuts, And let them go so far, you know. This is a this this is like this is a war strategy, you know, that you can use. Um, let everyone go so stupid that you trigger a backlash. Yeah, you know, look, John Cleese has come out and said how ridiculous it has been. I personally think he's going to make a profit out of this. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who didn't know all that much about. Faulty Towers and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think you know, it'll sell like hotcakes now if you can get it on the black market. Uh, I remember, um, look, in rock and roll. That's pretty much all I know about. But you know, back in the early days of rock and roll, you used to hope that your song would get banned because then the kids would go for it. Um, Wake up, Little Susie by the Everly Brothers. That got bad uh, because it implied um, that uh, a young male had you know slept with a girl you know, it didn't state it but um, they went to the drive-ins and um, and the movie you know the wasn't so hot it didn't have much of a plot you know and we fell asleep you know our goose is caught our reputation is shot and um, and uh, yeah, and that implied that, yeah, well, they in the in the song, all they've done is fallen asleep. But that doesn't matter. Um, but that song was banned, and and um, the Everly Brothers, and uh, there were some write, there was a couple of writers, a uh, husband and wife team, who were associated with the Everly Brothers. They were absolutely delighted, yeah. and I think that John Cleese should be delighted because he's going to get a whole new audience. Uh, for uh, faulty Towers now, and the German episode in particular. Um, and, you know, the, that episode is um, making fun of racists, right? So in the... <laughs> it's, it's not even subtle satire or anything like that. It's in your face. It's poking fun <laughs> at racists. Yeah. Um you know yes you know people from uh, Neanderthal time you know the major he's on he's practically he, he walks around um with the gait of an ape you know um almost you know look though, no, he's he's posh you know what I mean but <laughs> I don't know who looks more like a monkey. <laughs> Most of the time in that show. I think I remember one episode. Yeah, I do. When the Major and... Yeah, the Moosehead one, you know. When the Major and... um, And... um, And... uh, Manuel... um, uh, Are talking to each other. And it's like two monkeys talking to each other. Hilarious. Anyway. um, Anyway. So, yeah. So, um, in the... I, I the German episode, um, yeah the major mentions the word nigger. Yeah, I hope they haven't got voice recognition uh, that, uh, going with these podcasts, uh, because yeah, you know, when you publish these episodes, you know, uh, yeah, that might get my episode here banned. You know, just by saying that word, but what I'm doing is um I'm commenting on it, not commenting about it or you know and this is what um the German episode was all about. Uh, the major in faulty towers is someone that we all think is ridiculous and and of course he'll say ridiculous things that we disagree with we're attacking racists or you know um. John Cleese is, you know, in that show, by putting shocking words into the mouth of, well, people like the Major, but and also by putting shocking, you know, John Cleese makes him his character look stupid too, you know, full of foibles and, you know, pettiness and all that sort of stuff, you know, um... <laughs> Anyway, if I was actually a person of colour, I'd be furious um, that uh, the Euros of the world are are going in too hard. I won't get into any psychology as to why the Euros are doing this, but they're doing it. Um, I'd be furious if I was a person of colour because I'd say, hang on, stop, don't go too hard. That's what I'd be doing if I was a smart person of colour. I'd be saying, what are you doing? You're going too far. You're going to trigger a backlash because you're, you know, you're obviously being stupid. You've got to show there, faulty towers. So I'd be saying this if I was a person of colour, you know, to, to a whitey, yeah, you know, because, because I would lay odds it's whiteies who've banned faulty towers. I would um, say to the whiteies, if I was a person of colour, don't ban that one. That one's on our side. If you ban that one, you're going to trigger a backlash from people who are going to just bundle us all together and call us all stupid, because you've been stupid. In trying to stop something... In in, in trying to stop racism, you've attacked someone who was trying to poke fun at racism. (laughs) You've got it really the wrong way. You yeah, I texted my wife before, uh, who is, a, is just open-mouthed that they've, you know, because they banned Little Britain. Look, you can almost understand that. That one goes a bit far for me, even, you know. And they banned Chris Lilly, Oh, look, I think he's satire. Yeah. <laughs> little Britain, I think, goes a bit far, but I, I just don't like it all that much. I, you get a couple of little, you yeah, know, it's it's like a great big you know, it's like a great big sewer, a cess pit, um, Little Britain with a couple of funny bits. You know? So I'm not a fan of Little Britain all that much. Um, Chris Lilly a bit the same, but you know, uh, yeah. Um, but Basil, you know, Towers, yeah, faulty um, towels, honestly. If I was a person of colour. Um, you know, because I would be upset um, that you know, people are going too far. Yeah, if, I, if I had brains, if I was a person of colour with brains, if I was a person of colour with no brains, I'd be like a whitey with no brains. And we've got some whiteys with no brains banning all this stuff and taking it too far. And uh, <coughs> Excuse me. <sighs> and by taking it too far, they're going to self-defeat. They're going to defeat themselves. Yeah, because it's going to, yeah, trigger, <clears throat> trigger a backlash. Excuse me. <coughs> I've got peanuts stuck in my throat. Okay. Um, so that's that. Yeah. Something along those lines. But anyway, all that aside, uh, let, me th- let me see. Can I be bothered? Uh, oh, look, I'll, I'll read my text because it was so short to my wife. Um, she sent me, she didn't say any words, she just sent me, she's over um, at her parents' place, and she sent me just a clip of Basil Faulty. Uh, oh no, sorry, John Cleese, um, commenting on the fact that uh, the Germans episode of Faulty Tower has been banned, and you know she doesn't have to say anything. She's saying, "Look, <laughs> the world's gone mad." Yeah, but I tell you what, it could be a cunning plan. You yeah, know, because it's the BBC that has banned this, jumping on that bandwagon along with a lot of others. Um, maybe the BBC are more clever than we give them credit to, and they've banned that to um, uh, you know because they've been they've had access to all the best comedians in the last 40 years, you know? Ben Elton and Rowan Atkinson and John Cleese and all the Monty Python boys and on. Yeah, they know how to be absurd. Yes, Metastar, you know? That entire type of humour, even black books and the rest of them, you know? Uh, but all that, you know, all that satire and so on. Um, the BBC knows all about that stuff and maybe this is all a joke, you
1: know?
0: Maybe they're um, self-defeating on purpose, yeah, and um, triggering, you know, getting the. Maybe they're writing the ship by rocking the ship to a ridiculous extent. Yeah, you know? um, so you know they've banned their own show, which number one I think will make it sell better, yeah, you know, Everly Brothers, Everly Brothers style. Um. Uh, if you want to know what how racism really works, you know the Everly Brothers. Uh, you know, it's it's not about banning faulty towers. You know that's not how to attack racism. You know the real racism was how it worked back in America, back in the fifties. Um, the Everly Brothers, uh, they had their song banned, you know, for implying a uh, a woman. Uh, sorry, a young boy and, a, 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 you know, a teenager and his girlfriend um, falling asleep at the, at the drive-ins. Uh, whereas Little Richard, you know, because he was black, um, he was able to, you know, I'm a, big, I'm a big Little Richard fan, which you would know if you listened to all my episodes, which you wouldn't do. Um, uh, little Richard, yeah, you know, he had a song you know, like Tutti Frutti, Italian for all the fruit. And that's just a song that's blatantly about how many women he sleeps with <laughs> on a regular basis, yeah. You know? But um, real racism is that that little Richard could get away with, you know, that we'll let little Richard put that song out, um, and we won't ban it because what more would you expect from an African, yeah? You know? uh, but we won't let nice, you know, neat uh, teenaged boys like the Everly brothers, you know, um, we won't let them say any such thing because, you know, we can't have that. Yeah. Another example of that was Elvis. Um, and I mentioned this in another episode on TV, they wouldn't, uh, shoot him video wise from the hips down, uh, because we can't have a white boy, uh, Being so sexual um, on TV, you know, because he used to, you know, you know, Elvis, um, used to gyrate. Um, However, you know, you can Google it yourself, Uh, Little Richard, same rock star, because he's my favourite, on what movie, there was a movie, uh, I forget what the movie was called. Um, But anyway, he, you know, he was gyrating too. In that movie, essentially, as far as I can tell, he was having sex with his own piano. And and the censors let that go. Because we expect that from an African, don't we? You know, there's your problem. <laughs> there's your racism. Yeah, you know, there, there's the sorts of things. That's racism at work. Um, but faulty towers, you know. You can, an out-and-out um, dinosaur from a bygone age when people, you know when the world was a a much more racist place, and, you know, John Cleese decides to illuminate that so that we can all see it and and so that we can all see how stupid it is, and he he gets this character, the Major, saying stupid things, you know, and racist things and all sorts of things. And then the censors, the BBC, today, um, have censored that. Um, If I was a person of color, I would say uh, you're either being very, very strategic in an extremely clever way or you're being really stupid. I don't know which one I would, you know. Either way, I would say, as a person of colour, uh, don't ban it. Everyone's going to laugh. It has, you know. Because whether you're being very clever or very stupid, they're all going to call you stupid, and we people of color are going to be lumped in with you, you know Because when John Cleese wanted to show how racist the major was, he got, he got them, he got the major to use the word "nigger" to use the word "nigger." You know? He was putting it up in lights. You know? how Neanderthal this is. No matter how posh your accent is, you know, because the major's got a posh accent. Yeah. You know, and he wears a nice suit. Yeah. You know, and he's an idiot. Using the word nigger. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. You know, that's not using that word in a racist way. It's using it in such a way as to say how stupid racism is. Oh my goodness. Why am I even explaining it? Anyway. Um, but see, someone could be listening to this episode and say, ah, you used the word nigger. And I'd say, no, no, I was actually commenting. I wasn't using the word nigger. I was referring to the fact that someone else was. Oh, you wanted me to say the N word and all this sort of stuff. Oh, come on. Are we going to talk about this thing or not? Oh, God. (laughs) If I was a person of colour, (laughs) I'd be saying, oh, come on, can we just talk about it? You know, how can you deal with something if you can't talk about it? You know, and that goes for history, too. You know, how can we, how can we wake up? What did James Joyce say? You know, how, you know history is a nightmare um, that I'm trying to wake up from, you know, said James Joyce. And now, how could you do a James Joyce and wake up from the nightmare that is history, including all the racism and everything like that, um, if you scrub the history? so that you can't even look at it in all its ugly glory. You know? now the major there um, was you know, racism in, in all its ugly glory. And if I was a person of color, I'd say thank you John Cleese for putting him up um, and uh, showing the world what that looked like, how, it was the case not so long ago that this was just acceptable. Thank you, John Cleese, you know, for having that episode. That's what I would say if I was a person of colour. And meanwhile, the BBC misses that altogether and bans it instead. And if I was a person of colour, I'd be saying, no, you're being stupid. And by being stupid, you know, you're associating yourself with us and you're going to make us look stupid. And, and I exclude in saying that people of color who are stupid, you know, because there's a lot of them, just as there's a lot of euros. People of skin. oh yeah, whitey, sorry, um, who are stupid, you know, and it's humans, you know. All right, so that's that. So I look for, you know, if I had an audience, I'd get banned. Luckily, I haven't got an audience, so I won't be, unless they've got voice recognition on these podcasts. And they can detect that I have used the same words the major used. Okay, let's go. John Cleese slams UK TV decision to remove Faulty Tower's episode as stupid. The comedy legend says removing the famous The Germans episode completely misses the point. Okay. John Cleese has railed at the decision of BBC owned streamer, UK TV. To remove the famous "the Germans" episode of Faulty Towers from its platform, labelling people who failed to see it as a critique of racist attitudes rather than an endorsement of them as stupid. One of the things I've learnt in the last hundred and eighty years, he says. Now this is um, this is where this, you know, there are people out in the in, out there in the world who don't get shows like Faulty towers well so what's you mean 180 years people don't live that long do they yeah these are the people we poke fun at uh, and racists too we poke fun at them yeah. but nowadays in the act of poking fun at them you get banned for poking fun at them by people who don't get it <laughs> that you are poking fun at them Right, let's let's leave it to John Cleese because he puts it infinitely better than I ever could and he always does. That's why Fawlty Towers is so good. So good that people don't get it. Right. One of the things I've learned in the last 180 years is that people have very different senses of humour. The writer, actor and founding member of Monty Python said from his home in Los Angeles, some of them understand that if you put nonsense words into the mouth of someone you want to make fun of, you're not broadcasting their views, you're making fun of them. On its official Twitter account, UKTV said it had temporarily removed the final episode of the first season of the short-run but legendary sitcom because it contains racial slurs. And by that, mean they mean the word nigger. Mainly, you know, because I, I know the show. The streamer said the episode was under review, adding, we want to take our time to consider our options for this episode. I personally think um, they're being extremely clever, the BBC. Surely they're not that stupid. I've been listening to the BBC for years and years, and they always come across as clever to me. I think this might be strategic. Hey, let's ban it. (laughs) And then there'll be a real backlash, and then, you know, we'll sell, you know, sales will go through the roof, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, there'll be an outpouring of love, yeah, for not only faulty Towers, but Churchill, Queen Victoria, you yeah, know, and the rest of them. Okay. Um, oh, this is, uh, you yeah, I think this is smashing the cause of Black Lives Matter. Everyone going too far, but that's just me. Okay. Though no further explanation has been given, it is believed, <clears throat> still got that peanut in my throat. <coughs> um, it is believed the offending scene is one in which the major, Ballard Berkeley, or Barclay, Berkeley I think, uses the N word, that's nigger, three times while regaling hotel manager Basil Fawlty, open brackets, close brackets, with a story about a woman Uh, with a story about taking a woman to see a test match featuring India. And now, you know, Cleese speaks. The major was an old fossil, says Cleese, left over from decades before. We were not supporting his views, we were making fun of them, said Cleese, who knew nothing of the BBC's move until this masthead... Ooh, what am I reading? Oh, Sydney Morning Herald... What? Sydney Morning Herald rang them. Anyway, uh, Sydney Morning Herald might have, you know, got this article syndicated from somewhere else. Yeah, surely Sydney Morning Herald didn't ring John Clis, But Anyway, uh, until this masthead contacted him. If they can't see that, if people are too stupid to see that, what can one say? Forty Towers has given a large number of people a great deal of happiness. Why would you want to stop that? He added. It reminds me of the definition of a Scottish Presbyterian as someone who has a nasty, sneaking feeling that someone somewhere is having a good time. Look, I don't think what he says, says right there is relevant. I think that's a plug for his show. Maybe he's on, the, he's in on the strategy. Yeah. See, that's, that that almost sounds like he's advertising. He's saying, "Hey, guys, <laughs> we've been censored." Yeah. Let's market this. Let's market faulty Towers. Because I think we're going to make a, a killing. Yeah, Because they banned us. Cleese yeah. um, was critical of BBC management for bowing to pressure to purge its catalogue of problematic material in the wake of global Black Lives Matter protests without assessing that material on a more nuanced basis. Why am I even making these episodes? I told you before because I've decided to be a racist because I'm a bit scared of being you know, labelled stupid <laughs> you know, why aren't I making an episode fully in support of Black Lives Matter you know, why am I so passionate about all this well actually I did do some episodes in support of Black Lives Matter oh, so then, well that's the answer to that right now uh, John Cleese you know, is quoted again here um, a lot of people, says John Cleese, in charge now at the BBC just want to hang on to their jobs, he said. If a few people get excited, they pacify them rather than standing their ground as they would have done 30 or 40 years ago. He also questioned questioned the wisdom of trying to make past cultural artefacts Fawlty Towers was first broadcast in 1975 conform to contemporary moral standards. Now, I read I read this bit earlier, and I enjoyed it, you know, just for the history lesson in it, but it's, you know, it's a good point. Um, Sir Isaac Newton had shares in the South Sea Company, which indulged in many different types of trading as, and some of it, disgracefully, was slavery, Cleese said. So, are we going to get rid of Newton's optics? Yeah and his laws of motion and all that sort of stuff, no doubt, on the grounds that it's not really sound anymore because he held shares in a company that dealt in slaves. The Greeks in 500 BC... I'll see, he's like me. I usually go to the Greeks or the Romans in most of my episodes, as it turns out. The Greeks in 500 BC felt that culture or any kind of real civilization, was only possible because of slavery. Does that mean we should take down all the statues of Socrates? Ah, my previous episode was called something, something, something and Socrates. There you go, we're all on the same page here. Uh, Do you say we shouldn't be looking at Caravaggio's paintings because he once murdered someone? Uh, Despite taking issues with moves to cull offending items, Cleese expressed his support for the aims of the Black Lives Matter protest movement, as I do, actually. your friend and correspondent, Charlie Srebbo, the racist. That's me. Okay. At the moment, there is a huge swell of anger and a really admirable feeling. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm saying that in a sarcastic tone. I'll say it normally because he's not being sarcastic here. At the moment, there is a huge swell of anger and a really admirable feeling that we must make our society less discriminatory. And I think that part of it is very good. says Cleese. You know, hear, hear, I say to that. To a degree, he added, it was possible that the focus on faulty Towers and other problematic Uh, cultural content gave media an easy way out by allowing them to avoid engaging with the more substantial aims of the movement. All right, so he's getting more more sophisticated here with his thoughts. It seems to me the best is moving on here. Uh, So I'm getting a bit bored. But anyway, let's finish it off. It seems to me that the best part of the George Floyd protests have been very moving and very, very powerful, he said. There are looters, just as there are rogue police, but if we let our focus be on the 10%, we're always trying to fuck everything up. He's actually said that, believe it or not, I'm just reading. Now, have you seen, did you notice that I didn't say the word fuck? I didn't say the word fuck then, you know. Now what I mean you know, I'm 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 labouring the point, you know. I'm quo I'm reading him saying it. That's different, you know. It's like when I used the word nigger before. I wasn't it wasn't me saying the word nigger. Yeah. You know? I'm quoting the fact that other people say it. Oh I don't know, is that hard? Alright. Um But if we let our focus be on the 10% who are always trying to F dot 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 everything up, we might forget that what it's really about is trying to behave a bit more kindly towards everyone. And now, as I think about that last comment by John Cleese, look, there are some much more institutional things that we need to do structurally you know, to the entire world order, there are you know, to try and uh, wake up from the nightmare that has been uh, racism yeah, as a result of you know, all that time colonialism and all that sort of stuff, see I'm being serious again now um, slavery and all that sort of stuff um, we need to wake up from that nightmare. You know, we've kind of woken up a little bit from the nightmare that is um, the way we used to treat uh, LGBTQIA plus people. We've woken up from that a little bit, in the Western world at least. Now, the interesting thing is, I know somebody who knows, who is involved in the African community, and uh, apparently, and you can check this yourself, as a generalisation and a gener- yeah that is a um, making generalizations is a way of thinking intelligently it's not actually a bad thing yeah. apparently on for social media it is a bad thing to make generalizations, but now generalizations are very uh, yeah, the the ability to make a generalization is an important tool to have in your intellectual armory you 're an idiot if you can 't use them. Right now, as a generalisation, for example, um, well, she says. See, I can't be wrong when I say that. She says that um, in the African community in Australia, uh, um, anti-homophobia yeah, and all that sort of stuff, you know, gay phobia, LGBTQIA phobia, is rife. Yeah, as a generalisation, she says that. Um, check it out for yourself, get involved with an African community and see if it's true. Now, because, and, and the way that came up in discussion today, um, yeah, and yeah, maybe this is a nightmare that Africans are a little bit behind us on, you know, the LGBT stuff. Um, you yeah, know, because I, I, so I suddenly had something twig with me because I'm a rock and roll fan. And rock and roll is... Um, A medium, you know, an art form in which you know we're all really, we rock and roll people are really comfortable with sexuality. Have been you know since I was a kid. You know I've been exposed to music where people who are obviously, um, totally freaky, in the LGBTQIA sense. You know my favourite rock star over the times has been Little Richard, and he was the worst. But all of them, you know, Elton John. Freddie Mercury, David Bowie, yeah. Now, even Paul McCartney, John Lennon, you know, they were pretty open. You know, they they got it on a little bit. Yeah. Let me roll it. Listen to that song by Paul McCartney, um, and too many others to mention. You know, Mark Boland, T. Rex. I'm listening to him a lot. Rock and roll is completely open. Um, well, you know, it was a um, look being gay used to be illegal even in the even in the European community, but the rockers, we all knew. All grown ups knew. I didn't know when I was a kid, but I learned as soon as I grew up that all these people that I liked, um all the rock and rollers, you know, half of them, you know, were more cab than a row of tents. You know, I thought they were just putting on a show and they were wearing all those crazy costumes, but no. They were acting out and acting up, you know. Now, apparently, in the rap community, which is kind of, uh, you know, a much more African community in, you know, it's, it's the modern-day rock rap, you know, because it now is the most popular art form. But apparently in rap and hip-hop, if, you know, I found this out today, I just twigged. Hang on. Our rappers are not comfortable with all that, are they? You know? They're not accepting, are they, of gays and so on. And she said, you're absolutely right. You know, amongst Africans and the rap community and all that sort of stuff, um, yeah, you do not like gay people. And look, there's some exceptions, of course. And she said Kanye, she mentioned Kanye, but she said he's ostracised for doing that. And I said, what are you... Oh, my goodness, so Africans don't like the whole gay thing. She says, no, 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 in general, you know, she says there's exceptions, but in general, no. And I'm like, oh, wow, well, we're way ahead on that. And she said, yes. You know, and she's actually, you know, she's got little African kids herself, you know. Uh, I said, oh, that's interesting. So at the Black Lives Matter protests, I said, um, you know, I didn't say, I didn't put it this way, but a lot of those people are homophobic. In the extreme, perhaps, you know, or at least the dark-skinned ones. And, and she intimated that, you know, most of the people who were there who were Europeans would have been, you know, they're, they're the big, you know, they're hugely into minority groups and, you know, what some people call virtue signalling, but I think it's more honest than that with a lot of those European protesters. Um, Those people, she said, well, no, those people are fully supportive of Black Lives Matter and fully supportive of gays and disabilities and everything else and refugees and all that sort of stuff. She said the the white-skinned ones are fully supportive of all the causes, you know, because they're white-skinned. But she said most of the black-skinned ones at the protests are furiously demanding justice in terms of Black Lives Matter, but don't engage them into lg in in a discussion about lgbtqia um, matters you know because they hate gays most of them she said and i said most of them she said most of them now you need to verify that yourself but um i as far as i understand it uh, rock and roll Which is, you know, that's where the rock and roll that I'm talking about, the one that's gotten big, rock, you know, is basically white man's music now in the main. Um, If you Google, you know, the top 100 rock bands in history, you've got three, maybe one, maybe two, maybe four black bands. Look, I think maybe one or two or three, you know, and 97 white bands. So it's white music, rock rock and roll. And, you know, it's just flooded. Rock and roll is flooded with gay imagery and everyone's, even though it was illegal, yes, so everyone had to speak in code back in the early days of rock and roll and all that sort of stuff. But they were flamboyant and they were obvious. They were coming out as queens on stage, all of them, you know, well, half of them. Uh, You know, you're David Bowie, Elton John, everyone who followed Little Richard basically, even, you know, Bon Scott from ACDC was as camp as camp can be you know they kind of bloked him up you know but he was he, he was going glam at the start Bon Scott he was in a glam band before he joined ACDC and they were ac you know, ACDC were big fans of Little Richard too everyone knew that Little Richard was the gayest of them all and they were all attracted to that and they were quite open about that in their stage presence and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. Like the Kinks, way back in the 60s, you know, singing Lola about a song. It's as, as a song about a bloke going down to Soho and meeting another bloke and falling in love with him and taking him back home and, and, and being sat on his knee. You know, that's the song. <coughs> Not banned. Everyone, you know, all grown-ups would have known what that meant. And they were all openly gay, you know. Like Freddie Mercury, openly gay. Watch a clip. Now, apparently rappers um, are much more strongly, um, if you're gay, you're ostracised, largely from the main of the rap community. Now, all the serious rappers, you know, how many of them are comfortable with gays and people who listen to rap music, how many of them are comfortable with it? Now, people who listen to rock and roll (coughs) are very comfortable with it, you know, because we're just used to it. Uh, Freddie Mercury gets up there and just shakes his bottom in front of every, uh, you know, and does the whole gay thing, putting on a real, you know, strip show in front of the entire uh, crowd at Live Aid and Euro crowd, and the whole crowd erupts. They love it and they're all dancing along too. This is a guy basically doing pole dancing in front of them. You yeah, know, that's how comfortable we are, we're Europeans. But apparently African communities, you know, at a stage show, you wouldn't get that at a rap show. Someone being that overtly gay on stage and all the young men in the audience being, you know, loving it. You wouldn't get that apparently. But, you know, fact check me on that one. Okay, so that's that. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, look, I was—I started off in this section saying something important, um, but I've forgotten what it was. But whatever that was, pick up on it and finish it off for me in your head, because I've forgotten what I was talking. About. <clears throat> I was talking about. All right, I'll, I'll make that the end of the episode.
1: City. I didn't think about this before, but as I sit here, I can't remember the major actually using the, the N word, you know, because I finished the episode properly. So, you know, um, I finished the artistic piece that was the episode. So, you know, I'm here just as an epilogue you or know, to take a chat. Um, I can't I remember the major using that word. Yeah, it, it's neither here nor there, whether he did or not. Well, obviously he did, because there's a few of them, the show has been banned. Um, I can't remember it. And, um, and you know, a, I am a devotee, or oh, devotee, I could say that. All faulty tales in it quite remember the major saying that word, no, but in context, it wouldn't stand out as much as it should if the major said, mm, That's the very point of the That anything that the major says that, it, that is even outrageous is in no way going to be interpreted by me watching the show you know, as something that's wrong or something. Yeah, as as the show saying something you know, it's the major saying something wrong, I mean, he's an idiot, you know. So, I'm going to watch the show, and put it on, and and like, so I'm curious, because I can't remember him saying that, and I do, you know, we tend to remember things like Monty Python, Blackadder, and everything, clearly we're appropriate, I can't remember. Anything. So there you go. You know, was it editing? Box set. You've I've seen you know, we, we haven't had a movie box set of DVDs in the past. Well, we, I think we've got something a lot of tapes of it. You know? maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have to go back to the VHSs and listen to those, or jump on the internet tomorrow and have a listen. Has you know? it out on YouTube, or is it still there? Is it up on YouTube at the moment? Right now, I've been looking now because it's closed. It's been banned by the BBC, that's the whole point of this entire episode. Has it been banned on YouTube? Or can I just get it up now? On YouTube? Impossible. I'll try to But it's late.